so we're on to the third and final episode of my Shatter Me trilogy trilogy of episodes. This time, talking about Ignite Me, the third book in the series. And if you haven't read the first two, obviously go do that um, because even the non-spoil section will have spoils for the first two books. And with Ignite Me, we pick up right where we left off with joining forces with fucking Mourner and planning to take down the reestablishment. And it's the very cliche final third book in a teen dystopian trilogy where there's a war and it was really good, but I was kind of unsatisfied with like everything that it did and where it left us, but I am ready to rant and to talk about it, so this should be a good episode. Books, TV, music, and movies. All things that make a big impact on everyone. I'm constantly gushing about my latest read to anyone who will listen, so I figured I'd turn my rambling into something coherent that people will actually listen to, which means no tuning out halfway through. I am Maya Ghosh, and this is my take. As always with a book, we're going to start with a little bit on the writing. Now, the writing is obviously amazing, just like the last two books. It's Tahira Mafi. It's still very poetic for a dystopian teen trilogy, but in Ignite Me, the last book, this book, we are done with the strikethroughs because Juliet is sure of herself, and it's kind of nice character growth to see how in Shatter Me, there was a bunch of strikethroughs, and then in Unravel Me, there was still plenty, but it was diminishing, and now in Ignite Me, there are none. Everything Juliet says and does, she is 100% sure of, and that is what is going on, and it was cool character growth, and obviously makes it easier to read because we don't have to deal with her conflicting thoughts and try to feel like, how does she feel? How does she really feeling? Like, everything she says and does is what she's saying and doing, which is cool. So, it was cool that that actually did play a role, and it wasn't just like, Tahira Mafi wanted to do something in one book and she kept it going like for the sake of keeping it going actually like played a part in her characterization of Juliet which is really cool. So now moving on to the plot we wake up in the reestablishment base with Warner who claims that everyone from Omega Point is dead and the battle is over which obviously everybody can't be dead the battle can be over the war cannot be and everybody cannot be dead because she couldn't have just in one fell swoop killed off all of her favorite characters right and then we learn more about Warner's backstory in this book than we have in any other and we see that Warner originally wanted Juliet for research because his mother can't be touched and she can't be touched and he never intended to use her as a weapon for war and he just wanted to figure out what makes her not be able to touch and see if he could do something to like cure his mother of her disease and I was never too sure about this because I was never too sure about Warner and for some reason I never really came around to Warner like sorry all you Warner fans who loved every cute Warner moment in this book like I never came around to him I just no so yeah And then also in this like learning about the past, we learn that the whole toddler thing from Shatter Me was a simulation. And it sucks that that was a simulation and it put Juliet through so much psychological trauma. And I'm like, look, he didn't tell you it was a simulation and you had all the psychological trauma and you're still like kind of obsessed with this guy and I didn't like it. And 
Warner's only good quality is his fucking fashion closet. I love the fashion closet. The way that it's just, like, so organized and so much stuff. And when Juliet goes in there, I got, like, bold-type vibes because they always meet in the fashion closet on the bold-type, which is a TV show on Freeform, and it's really amazing. But, yeah, like, Warner's only good quality is that fashion closet. And then Warner wakes Juliet up from her nightmare, and she asks Warner to stay And I was, like, not happy. I was like, why? That's such a cute trope. I mean, not really. Like, on the list of tropes, it's not that cute. But it's, like, cute enough, you know? Especially when it's, like, dystopian war. And you're like, no, wait, can you stay? Because everybody feels like they need to be strong and stuff. Like, so it's kind of cuter in this context. And I wasn't happy it was getting wasted on such a, like, shit couple. And I loved, I loved, I loved, I loved when Warner was like, I can't go through all this again. I'm sorry you put me through so much. And they yell at each other. And, like, I love any time they fight. Like, it was amazing. And then Warner takes Juliet to the ruins of Omega Point, And Kenji is back. Kenji's my favorite. Like, especially in this book with the decisions that Juliet makes romantically. Like, Kenji really gets solidified as my favorite. Because, like... (sighs) fuck Warner. Like, that's not the last time I'm gonna say it in this episode, I can assure you. Like, I'm gonna be saying that plenty, but, like, fuck Warner, really, truly. Anyways, then Juliet fucking agrees to work with Warner to take down the establishment, but is going to live with Kenji, which is a compromise I can deal with, because, yes, we need Warner, we need his resources to be able to take down the establishment, sure, but, like, go live with Kenji, go be with your friends. Like, I love Kenji and the Omega Point crew more than I will ever love Warner, And then we see all of our favorites that survived, obviously, and Juliet confesses everything about Warner's powers to Kenji and tells Kenji that Warner loves her and is fucking defending Warner, which is such BS, and I'm very glad that Kenji calls her out on it. And this all happens, like, on the walk back to Adam's place. And then we get to Adam's place, and we reunite with Adam, and I was kind of happy because I'm kind of still on Team Adam, but I also was kind of on team Juliet can run the world by herself as a strong, independent woman and doesn't need a man because, like, the way she loved things with Adam was eh, and the way things started with Adam was so insta-lovey that I was like, if that relationship fell apart, I wasn't actually that sad about it falling apart. I just didn't want it to fall apart so that she could go to order. I wanted it to fall apart and Juliet to realize that she's better off on her own and she's stronger on her own and she can do this on her own, especially because so much of the book is about how Juliet has felt so isolated and that has created all of these issues for her. And like, yes, one way to resolve that would be for her to be able to not be isolated anymore and find people and find like a home and a family and stuff. But also it could be realizing that she's not isolated even if she is like alone even if she doesn't have a boyfriend she has all these people and she can be strong on her own and doesn't need to fear being alone but that is not really how it works and then you know you would think initially that I would be mad about the fight that Adam and Juliet get into as soon as she walks in the door basically but I wasn't you know and then Warner just shows up and Juliet announces her plan to fight with everyone and I was glad that everybody from Omega Point was on board obviously Adam wasn't And Adam just gets pissed and leaves, which, like, Adam getting pissed and leaving is his equivalent of Juliet's passing out. And I was starting to get old because, like, you need to work on your communication skills. How can you ever be in a relationship if every time you get pissed off, you just up and leave? Like, that's never going to work ever, ever, ever. And... Then he gets back and Adam and Juliet get into another fight and I didn't appreciate all the shit Adam said about not knowing who Juliet was anymore because I really like Juliet's character growth and yes it sucked that she was with Warner and defending Warner and stuff but 
the character growth that she had not being small and not being scared not feeling like she needed somebody to save her and being able to save herself I liked and so I was okay with Juliet admitting that she didn't love Adam anymore and stuff and then they have like their nastiest fight ever in front of everybody and I kind of supported both sides in this huge nasty fight because Juliet did need to stand up for herself, but Adam has a right to not trust Warner, and I don't trust Warner either, but I trust Juliet, and, like, I know that Warner is getting this redemption arc and stuff, and, like, I don't want to jump on the bandwagon. I don't jump on the bandwagon, right? Like, I hate Warner start to finish, but Juliet has a point that they need Warner and that maybe Warner can change, and, like, this is not me admitting that I like Warner, but, like, they both have a valid point. And then Julia and Kenji have this amazing heart-to-heart on the roof, and it's adorable. And again, Kenji was solidified as my favorite. And, like, at points, Kenji becomes the only character I like, especially with Julia and fucking Warner. And then Adam flips shit when he hears that Warner is coming back and says that he was happier thinking that Juliet was dead, which, like, fuck him, no. Like, that was when I was like, okay. Like, all their fights, I was like, yeah, okay, they don't need to be together. Like, she doesn't need to be with Warner, but they don't need to be together. And I was like, okay, with them kind of just, like, growing apart. But now Adam's being a little bitch and, like, kicks her fucking out. Is just like, you need to leave. You're not allowed to be here. Which, like, fuck you. I know it's your place. I know it's your home. I know it's your space. But you're opening it up to so many people who love and adore Juliet and who want her to be safe and have a place. And you're just fucking kicking her out. And so she pages Warner. And I was so glad that she works out the deal to house everybody in the reestablishment base because I didn't want her to have to leave Kenji. And then we go to the base and we find Warner in his office. And Warner admits that he loves her, but still kicks her out. And I was like, I was okay with this because he kicked her out of his office and I was not team Warner and so like I wanted her out and I didn't want them to have like this cute bonding moment and admit their feelings and be together like I wanted it to be difficult and like I don't understand how she could just go from Adam to Warner and be so on team Warner so quickly like this book does not take a long span of time this trilogy it's like a couple weeks here and there like it's not very long so how are you like falling madly in love with Warner already like ugh. and then we find out that Juliet's plan to take over the reestablishment is basically just to stage a coup and to become ruler herself which I loved and then she trains to try and move the dumbbell with her power and instead shatters the wall and Warner and Castle work together to make sure that no one gets hurt by like using the ESP to like bring the pieces down individually so that like they don't just rain down and like hurt people which that was a really cool use of their powers and I wish there was more instances where we saw other people's powers getting used more often because like that was really cool and I was really interested and we never really learned like the backstory of the powers or anything and so it's like I felt like the powers were a really cool thing she built up but also like we didn't see as much as I would have wanted to see with the powers you know and then I love that Juliet goes on the speech about how she's powerful on her own and doesn't need a guy, which, like, you say that, but then you're jumping straight into Warner's bed, and right after the speech, Kenji's all, well, I told Adam that you miss him and you were crying over him so that I could get him to come back to this base and live with us, and, you know, that's the one and only one bad thing that Kenji did. I didn't appreciate that he did that. I didn't appreciate that he was lying to Adam and putting Juliet in that position but then I did appreciate that when Adam showed up Juliet like immediately 
was like you know Kenji lied to you I can't do this like I just need you to know and she wasn't like wishy-washy and put it off like I was proud of her for standing her ground and then Adam shows up and is immediately fucking pissed at everything because Adam is just like a ball of like being pissed off apparently like it's not even attractive on him anyways like nah like I've lost all respect for Adam in this book I was like no you're just gross and bye and then I love James so much for interrogating Warner about everything like I love James so much and we were so robbed of him like being able to transfer his regenerative powers to somebody through Warner or like being able to learn to project so he could heal people and work with the twins and like this was another instance where I was like you built up this whole narrative of the power and then didn't use it and James was so robbed and I wanted James to become a bigger character especially because like in the Legend trilogy which is one of my favorite trilogies of all time like Eden is the little brother character and he actually becomes a bigger and better character throughout this and James doesn't and it was kind of really sad. And then, oh my god, okay, Warner teaching Juliet how to fight is such a good trope, like, characters teaching another character how to fight and sparring and wrestling and all the cuteness that comes with it is such a good trope, like, I love that trope so much, like, it's so iconic and great, and it was wasted on, like, such a shitty couple, like, I could not believe Tahira Mafia was giving us this trope, and I was like, no, like, why are you solidifying this whole Warner relationship, and why is it this, like, it just irked me to no end that that trope was being used for them and then I hate all of Juliet's wanting and pining after Warner is like I miss Warner and I want Warner like you don't need a fan you just got out of this weird relationship don't get into another one like you gave this whole speech about not needing a man and being strong and powerful on your own and now you're jumping into Warner's bed and I don't <sighs> and then Warner doesn't come back after he visits his mom's so Kenji and Juliet go and we see that his mom died which really sucks and then we also learn that Adam is fully able to touch Juliet which like too little too late you should have learned to control your power or you should have communicated with her better in the first place and then Juliet demands that Adam tell Warner that they're brothers so Adam touches Kenji to Juliet and like fuck you Adam that was a dick move like why are you doing that that's so stupid like you're putting Kenji in danger and then because of this because Kenji doesn't feel anything we learn that Juliet is finally able to turn her power off and I was so 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 proud of her in that moment I was like yes see like you can be accepted by other people you don't need a boyfriend like you're able to turn your power off it's totally fine and instead she immediately goes and confesses her love to Warner and I wasn't happy about it because they fuck and it's such a beautifully written sex scene and I really wanted to enjoy it. It was like I wanted to enjoy the makeout scene and unravel me but this was like more. I was like it's so good and so intimate and so amazing and I really wanted to enjoy it but I couldn't because fucking Warner and like I just I didn't want her to be with anyone. I wanted her to be a strong independent woman who doesn't need a man except she's I just I couldn't and then they wake up together and it's adorable and they have that bath which is adorable and I couldn't because I was like it's fucking Warner like I just couldn't let go of it and it's like yes Warner had this redemption arc but I didn't trust him and I didn't like him and also like she didn't need to be in a relationship like this book turned me against a romance plot which like it takes a lot to do that because I'm always looking for a romance plot but like it didn't need to happen she didn't need it it wasn't central to the story she could have just been platonic friends with Warner Warner could have just like had sisterly love for her or something but no they have to be in a relationship there has to be love like fuck that <sighs> And then 
Juliet has another badass moment where she addresses all the soldiers and demonstrates her power by jumping off the platform 100 feet in the air to convince them to work with her. And then Adam knows Anderson's first name, which is how it gets revealed that they're brothers. And Juliet, then we just jump straight into war. And Juliet uses her powers to like move her hands and just like send all the soldiers off flying off of the ship, which was really cool. And then we see that the twins are alive and Anderson has the person who can use pressure and it kind of slows Juliet down but then she just kills him and pulverizes Anderson's legs and kills him and then just makes the announcement that Anderson is dead and she's going to rule and everyone we cared about survived the battle and it ends with Warner meeting Juliet on the roof and like it wasn't this long dragged out fight it felt really fucking easy and I didn't like that because that's like the archetypal like third book of a trilogy is this long war and it's difficult and hard and we lose people along the way and obviously like I didn't want to lose people like I didn't want Kenji or Adam or James or anybody to die but like there needed to be some hardship and it lasted all of 10 pages and I like just it felt too easy again these endings felt too abrupt and too easy so to wrap up this episode like I didn't like the Warner plotline, obviously. Like, I didn't want her to go back to Adam because Adam had his growth moment and I didn't like who he was as a character anymore. But I, like, wanted Juliet to just fully grow into her power and be a strong, independent woman and not have a guy. And I didn't like Warner. And I get that Warner changed and he was better and there was this redemption arc, which was fine. I just didn't like him as a love interest. Like, I didn't like that he played this big central role in the book. And I was like, why can't you just grow and change and be, like partners you know like crime fighting partners or something but no and James was robbed of an epic moment and like as much as we saw of Kenji I wanted more of Kenji and the three books felt like a lot of build up for not a lot of payoff because it was so easy it just felt like they were building up and building up and like yes it's technically arced as a fine trilogy and we got to the main goal and the main points of what we wanted to do but like I was missing something like I wanted to see how she was gonna rule I wanted to see what's gonna happen and I know that there are three more books or whatever that explore after and how it all is and stuff but if it's marketed as a trilogy why don't you give me some like resolution like it didn't feel like anything was resolved just because she says she's gonna leave doesn't mean she can and so I feel like they could have like taken all of Shatter Me and the first half of Ignite Me and chucked the first half of or the first half of Unravel Me put that in with Shatter Me then taken the second half of Unravel Me and all of Ignite Me and made that the second book and then made the third book like what happens after and how she deals with it because you build up to like Juliet taking power and then you don't actually see her taking power and learning how to like take power and take control of a country and like also there's a whole open-ended thing of like the reestablishment's probably coming for us because now they're a rogue nation and stuff and so like it just like I don't know it felt like they could have rolled it into like different like ways they paced it out and like done more with it and like obviously I liked it like I liked the trilogy it was great but I didn't love it and it left me feeling a little unsatisfied and I didn't like it enough to invest in the next book that's the thing is like if you had got me enticed with the characters and done more I feel like I would have happily read the next books and figure out what the hell was going on but I didn't like the characters enough I didn't get enticed enough into the story it just everything felt so easy and simple and I didn't want to read another two books that felt really easy and simple and characters were doing shit that I didn't want them to do and stuff just to learn like why we got powers or how Juliet is going to rule like I just want a list of like Juliet does this this happens this happens you know like it just like and they were good but they were not great and I'm glad that I finally read them because they're like pretty big and well-known books but 
I wasn't a huge fan. So, yeah. I have been Maya Ghosh, and this has been my take on Ignite Me by Tahira Mafi. Thanks for listening. So we're kind of a one-woman show here at My Take, so the credits are not going to be very long. This podcast is produced and edited um, by me. I do all of my own social media. The only person I really have to thank is one of my great friends, Paris, who did the music that is in the intro and that you're listening to now. So thank you, Paris, and thank you all for listening. You can reach me at underscore my take on Twitter and Instagram. And please leave a rate or review wherever you listen to this podcast. That helps a ton. So yeah, thanks for listening.